Yes, yes, people. We are back live. We are back live on the Sarcasm City TV YouTube for another edition of the Mandem United podcast, the podcast dedicated to all things Manchester United. And it is the Tuesday edition of the show. So, but before I get to obviously the regular co-host, make sure you keep all your comments and all your all your comments and all your questions Manchester United related. Please, people, Mr. Red United TV, Ivorian Spice is in the building. What are you telling me, Ivorian? Uh, Ivorian Spice is good, you know. Big up to everyone. Big up to the Sarcasm City citizens, you know. You get me, like, thank you for tuning in, as always. Especially on a Tuesday where I'm here. But your boy is good, man. We've had a good week last week. You know, like not like the way Ollie Ollie used to say we had a good week and we get pammed in week in week out. Remember those Talk days? Took about, it, Took about it, we had a good week. You know, we've we've Start brought there. in a goalkeeper. You know, we brought in a goalkeeper. We've won some games. We beat our rivals Asna twice in twenty four hours in one game. To the extent that people started fighting flawless, you know, but we'll talk about that after once we get into the show, bro. Now, nah, we will, yeah, we big will. Up to you, man. What are you saying, big man? What are I'm you good, saying? Oh, oh, bless you already know, but I always look forward to the show, in particular, Tuesday so edition. Always good chopping it up, talking about Manchester United as well, because there's always mm. something going on with us, whether mm. it's concrete or whether it's rumors or whether it's or whether it's wild rumors, there's always something going on with us. Mm. So, big up to everyone in the chat, like Ivorian said. Please make sure though, whether you're watching live right now or watching this back after the live, hit the like button on the video, people. And if you're listening on one of the audio platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, make sure you follow on whatever platform you are on uh, you are on and if it's spotify or uh, itunes make sure you give us a five star rating as well people and of course if you super chat we'll get straight to your comments and questions as well big up to jesse in the cut who says uh, big up as usual he's mentioned the title of this in particular episode which is hoyland no bid from manchester united yet but there is supposed to be a bid imminent this week so I think we will get that, but there seems to be a stumbling block considering, not considering, sorry, uh, concerning the price because Atalanta are talking about one in 85, 86 million. We don't want to go over 60 million. Obviously, this is all according to reports, people. But he said, like, what's taking so long to bid? I my ass off. I get that we don't want to overpay, but we've been saying bid expected soon since Friday. These things take time. They did say this week. So we'll see, Jesse. Like I said, people, not you, but people were complaining about the Onana deal. Why is mm -hmm. Onana, um, why, why, why is Onana taking so long? And then look what happened. These things do take time. I don't think people have realized like these, unless you, you are buying a player who has a minimum fee release clause, all these deals take time. The reason why Liverpool were able to get McAllister and Shabazzlai so efficiently is because they didn't have to deal with their respective clubs. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to. They offered them the money. All right, here's the money, there's no negotiations, and then we're going to agree personal terms. Agreeing personal terms is the easy part. We agreed personal terms with Hoyland, I think, a few weeks ago. Prime example is, look at City with Vardio. Look how mm -hmm. long that deal's taken to do. And if Chelsea or Manchester City get a lease, because there is that release clause in his contract, that deal will get done quick. But you see, Chelsea and Caicedo is a prime example. They've been chasing him all summer. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Like that's, how they, like, that's how these things go. Look at Arsenal with Rice. Anytime there's a big fee involved, the deal's not going to get done quickly. It's really not. And to Warrior J, who says, Big up, Flawless. Before you start the show, why is the schedule for two weeks later is up? Because the plan is, you see that, you don't really be paying attention. The plan <laughs> is next week. So from next week, Monday, for uh, Warrior J, yeah, you've been here long enough. I'm trying to get some Sarcasm City specials sorted. 
so you won't get the regular content. For those that haven't seen the Sarcasm City specials before, it's where I sit down with the biggest and best content creators. And I just have a one-on-one -on -one sit down with them and discuss their football club and everything else that's going on. So Rance has been on, Troops has been on, Lee Gunner, Matisse, etc. You lot get the gist. Like I say, the playlist is there for them. So make sure you go and check them out. So that's why I'm planning to do next week. So I'm going to try and sort that out for you. Like if not, it'll be the regular, um, it'll be the regular schedule warrior j says terms of manchester united agreement with hoyland and his camp on personal terms are now clear five-year deal 2028 contracts will include option for further year. this is exactly what i was saying but mm -hmm. before i even seen this comment this is that in terms of personal terms 110 percent let's see what else yes big up ivorian obviously in the chat as well make sure you subscribe to his channel i will add the link to the title koala j as well but we'll go to you ivorian thoughts mm -hmm. on the hoyland situation that's what we're calling it. i don't think it's it's quite a saga yet but yeah your thoughts on it um looking at I the situation right to, now. <laughs> took a deep breath in. do you know why i take deep breaths because it's a striker oh. you know and it's a lot there's money that they're asking for mm -hmm. and i said it before again they're quoting us a dicker tax situation where they're asking for a ridiculous mm -hmm. amount of fees yeah. um well, up to what 80 to 90 million euros for a player that's only scored seven actually nine goals in Syria in his first season, about four assists, which is not the best numbers, but it's about the talent that we're looking at. We're looking at a player that's left one club after a year when, when, and for a little bit of an increase of fee and then left another club as well. The following, No, six months later, left another club as well. He's been just making gradual steps and steps without, within the last three to four seasons. So there is something there regarding his player. Regarding the situation right now, I, I can understand it's going to take some time because, of course, these are big numbers they want. And, of course, it's it's a situation where they're haggling and negotiating a transfer fee because, of course, both parties are not in agreement. One party thinks, OK, you're overcharging us, you're taking us for dickheads. And the other party said, you are dickheads. You've been dickheads for the last four or five years. You know, you yeah. bought Maguire for 80 million pounds, you yeah. know, when you should have bought him a year before that for less than about 60 or 50 million pounds. You're the type of club that do stupid things like that. You were played on Anthony. Mm -hmm. So why don't we off, go, continue with this dickhead tax situation? The Both clubs are not, in, are, are not in agreement. So it will take some time. I think by the end of this week, mm -hmm. there will be something between them two where they've agreed mm -hmm. a fee. Yep. And and we as usual, there will be some add-ons. That's what Manchester United do best, if anything. Always an add-on in the deal. <laughs> you know that's true, man. Add-ons hey, everywhere, add man. Add-ons sweeten the deal, though, man. Add-ons sweeten the deal. Life easier as well, you know. A couple of items. I I don't sorry, sweeten the deal 100 Go on, carry on, fam. But yeah, uh, back to Heusland. Um, the, the talent himself, I'm looking forward. I've seen some videos now. I've been watching the videos, YouTube clips, and a couple of 90 minutes there and there with for Atlanta. Looking like a striker that really runs into with pace and runs aggressively on to, on the ball to finish off and can take on the man. And, and people are right. There are similar traits regarding him and Haaland. Yeah, it is true. There is. But the fee that they want is a bit too much because at the end of the day, yeah. he hasn't really proven himself ar around the world in terms of world football. I, I, I'm not, I can't even remember him playing in the Champions League last season. Were, were Atlanta in the Champions League last season? No, I don't think they were. Yeah. I don't think they were. They have been in the Champions League previously, but not, I don't think when he was there because we played them. A couple of years back, I think. Yeah, we played. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Come on, carry yeah, on. absolutely did. Um, but yeah, um, 
a player still still virtually unknown, a raw talent. So mm-hmm. for them quoting that fee is ridiculous, man. I hope Manchester United can find the fee around forty to fifty million pound with the add-ons. Mm-hmm. And again, the 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 wages as well. I'm I'm hearing it's roughly on a hundred k, like about ninety thousand pound per week, which makes sense for someone that hasn't established himself yet in world football. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. And um, my only problem is that flawless. I'll be very honest with you. Again, I'm expecting the bigger name, you know, when it comes to the striker, and, and I understand that Manchester United are trying to sell players. On. Who are you looking for when you say a bigger uh, name? You, Kane, I've said it last Mbappe, week. Mbappe, Oshiman, but obviously, realistically, we're only going to get someone like Hojland regarding with the money that we have right now, and of course, a couple of players are pending to leave as well with the sales. So I don't see us signing a big we'll get striker. Into the sales as well. We'll get into the sales. Yeah, on, I don't on. see us signing a big name household striker until I reckon we get rid of some players, and maybe we can revise that situation. But to get a striker in right now, yeah, it's it's good. It's good enough. I will take Hojland for now. Mm-hmm. Until until Manchester United sort out the situation with Anthony Martial because I know my manager lies. You know you've seen the quotes today in it. Our manager lies. No. He said he tells you stuff like Maguire. what did he say? He said something the about um, he's, uh, Martial's a good striker. He will score goals hey, for us. You one know, of the comments. Kind of I mean, stuff. one of the one of the people in the comments. Please drop the comments in. It's come from please his press. Dro- drop press the ten hard comments in the comment mm-hmm. section. Go on. Mm-hmm. On, so he, he's mentioned that, and I know, like I said before, my manager lies. You know, he said the same thing about Maguire being an excellent player and all that kind of stuff. He he has the right qualities and etc. But he stripped him off the captain seat and made him like fourth or fifth choice. So hey, hey, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. It was a fourth or fifth. He was fifth sorry, choice. Sorry. Fifth choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's fifth settle choice. Yeah. I like choice. to Johnny Evans is here. Sixth yeah, choice. Yeah, he's sixth choice now, bro. Yeah, 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 so yeah, once they sort out the Marshall situation and maybe if they can get a very decent fee for Marshall, maybe we're looking at another striker coming in because I I, I believe we need two strikers to go agreed. forward next season. Agreed, 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 you know? agreed. Hojland on his own is not enough. Mm-hmm. There's no future regarding Reed Greenwood. I don't see him coming back at all. Probably oh, you, think he's done? You, reckon, you reckon he'll be loaned out or so? Uh, uh, if Manchester United wants to probably, if Manchester United think they can save the situation, they're probably going to look to loan him but if right. they really want to be a man about it and go on morals and values, they will get rid of him. True. Well, but then again, Manchester United are like fo- with their morals and values. No, you know even like. in football, there is no morals and values, you know. Yeah. In true. general, it's yeah. true. So, you know, they do so whatever they business. can. Mm-hmm. So, call for business, they do what's best for the business. And if their player has value and asset, they probably might look to keep him and try and find ways to work around it to cover the shit up and, you know, to polish a turd and make it look like it's fine. But, it isn't fine. But again, Manchester United, back to the Manchester United striker. We can't go next season with one striker. Yeah, that's, and it, that's what I've been saying. That is a fact. saying that for a very long time. So yeah. it could be a situation where we have to keep Marshall. And I, I ask people, please, like, we may potentially have to keep Marshall because we can't go a whole season with one striker when we sold Marshall. And then when he gets injured, what do we go back to? What we saw last season. And I'm telling you, Flawless, if we go back to what we go, go okay, back to last season's this? situation, I was gonna to get to this because you mentioned with Rashford playing up front. Yeah, yeah, that's not and, the way. And goes. no one scoring goals. I'm not looking forward to that. I can't go through a whole season like that, man. You know what I mean? Nah, it hurts. I'm with you. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fully with you. I've been speaking. You speaking my language. Jesse says here, flawless. You entertaining a Sancho false nine? We'll go to you first on that, Ivory, because you just mentioned there. Obviously, mm-hmm. you don't want to go the whole season with just one striker. Something I agree with. So let's mm-hmm. let's say we do sign Hoyland. Mm-hmm. Would you also like Sancho? as a false nine as an option or are you saying get another striker and just have those two and not have Sancho involved 
listen, just get another striker, yeah? This false nine business, he's just, he's just done it for the first time uh, for Manchester United. And everyone would say, oh, he did well. It's a friendly at the end of the day. When it comes to the serious business, when it's competitive, when defenders are actually taking you on, taking challenges seriously and everything, the contact sport comes in, in alive and kicking. Jaden Sancho won't survive. I can't see him playing false nine against Man City's defence and, and, and being every man and going past that line. I see him on the floor picking himself up all the time in big games, especially against strong defenders as well. I don't see it in him. I like what I saw, but I still don't mm. think he's the man to play a false nine position. What I'd say is, is mm. it's definitely an option. I'd agree with you. And this is just me thinking mm. right now, and this mm. is the first time I thought about this like genuinely, because mm. I've said Sancho playing central is the only place I see him being successful. Forget mm -hmm. him playing out wide. Mm -hmm. People have said, oh, he played well on the right, like towards the back end of last season. He's not got the attributes to play out wide, in particular in our system. He just hasn't. So him playing central is the only place I can see him being successful. Initially, obviously, I always mentioned the 10. But then once mm -hmm. we signed Mason Mount, we've also been linked with Amrabat as well. It seems we're not playing with a 10. We're going to a, to 1-6 and 2-8. It's 4-3-3. Three, three. So false nine, to me, is the only place I can see him being successful. However, we are going to sign at least one striker. I don't think he's going to get enough game time to cement a place. However, on the flip side of that, mm -hmm. it is a good third option. I don't mind it. I'm with you. We need two strikers. I've mm -hmm. been saying this for the longest. We need two strikers minimum. So let's say it's Hoyland and someone else. Whether that's a senior striker who's better than Hoyland on paper or someone who's the same level as Hoyland or someone even not as good as Hoyland but has good potential like him, him as well. As long as we, if we have two and Sancho's the third option, people, I have no issue with that. Put it this way, Sancho's a better third option than Martial. And it takes away, he's a much better further. And the thing is, he does have the attributes. And I get what mm -hmm. you're saying in regards mm -hmm. to your concerns because we haven't seen him play the position yet. But he mm -hmm. does have the attributes to play false nine. That's one thing I don't worry about against any defence. Of course, you don't want him to be leading the line when we're going away to City or going away to Liverpool, etc. Mm -hmm. But he has been able to drop off because he's technically sound. Mm -hmm. He's strong mm -hmm. enough to hold the ball yep. up because because you're playing false nine, you're not next to defenders. So it's not like you're playing, you're, you're a box striker. No, you're dropping off. You're in the 10 area. And we know he's technically good, good, good enough, sorry. He's intelligent enough. Um, he can link up well enough as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm for it as a, as a third option, no people. Mm -hmm. As a third option, not a second option, definitely not a first option. It still has to be Hoyland and another in terms of him mm -hmm. as a false nine. So am I entertaining it? Yes, mm -hmm. but only as a third option is what I'd say. But before we continue, over 30 of you lot in the building, only at 16 likes. Let's bump up these likes, people. Like, check one, two, one, two. Let's bump up these likes. Get us up to 30 likes. Share across all of the socials as well. Make sure you do that. All them social media apps you are active on, share across all the socials. At the top of those two things, subscribe to the channel, Sarcasm City TV as well. And when you subscribe, make sure you hit the notification bell, people, and subscribe to Ivorian's channel, Red United TV. The link is in the title. You click the link, it opens up a new tab, and you can go subscribe and find all his socials over there. Go on, Ivorian. What was you going to yeah, say? Man. So back to Sancho as well, even, again, paying the false line. I think you probably we can all agree um, that there's attributes that's needed. Do you see Sancho as his false line going to the coming at the end of crosses and interchanging? Of course, one key aspect in the Premier League is strength. Strength yeah, but I, th I think he, I mm -hmm. don't think to false nine is one of the few places where mm -hmm. he has enough, he has enough strength and enough pace to mm -hmm. play there. Bear in mind, I'm not talking as 
first choice. I'm not talking as second choice. He has enough. He's he's mobile enough. Is he quick mm-hmm. enough to mm-hmm. play out wide? To me, mm-hmm. no. But he's good enough to play center. Very similar to Firmino. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Firmino's not the strongest or not the quickest, but he's yeah. quick enough. Mm-hmm. He's mobile enough. He's strong enough. And before anyone says that, I'm not saying Sancho is of the same level as Firmino. I'm just using Firmino as an example. So I think Sancho is intelligent enough to play that role. I think he is. And the goalie scorer is after. I can't believe my eyes. The way he ran away from Gabriel. I'm like, where's this acceleration been? I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right. That's what's needed. 110%. But it's definitely an option. Considering Mm -hmm. we're probably, well, not even probably. We're definitely not going to sign three strikers we may not even sign two depending on outgoings so it may be a Sancho false night because at least that then leaves Rashford to play out wide because I'm not trying to see Rashford through the middle like that again occasionally yes at certain moments but we all know he's best from the left so and with the, with the false nine as well I'm not too sure if every false nine that we see a team that plays a false nine <laughs> needs needs the, the false nine striker to be able to knock a header down or get to the end of crosses. I, I've, I've barely seen that. But for Manchester United in the Premier League, you need to have that ability to do that, especially to finish, because we need a striker that can score goals from left, right, centre, outside the box, inside the box, at yeah, all end of, of crosses. Of we'll need that complete striker. The way we play our football is designed for a complete striker to do to be able to do everything, in, in, including mm-hmm. linking up play, which is the truth. Like You look at Ten Hag's football, you see the strikers he's had in the past, You know, like Sebastian Haller as well. You know, knocking on being at the end of crosses, um, simple finishes, tappings, shootings from outside the boxes, inside the box as well, being a predator, being a nuisance to defender as well. So, yeah, man. But you know, one thing about Sancho, what I've liked and what I've seen so far, he looks leaner, you know. You know, none of this cheesy chips that's been having during off-season situation. They love their cheesy chips, bro. They love their cheesy chips. <laughs> guy, idiot, chubby guy, face idiot. and all that kind this of guy, stuff. But <laughs> guy, idiot, you know Shout out to Monts as well, man. Big yeah, up Big, big Six up Mance. Mance. Make mm-hmm. sure you go subscribe to Big Six Bants as well and big up Jez in the cup. But go on, carry on, carry on. But yeah, man, and back to that, man. He's looking leaner, fitter as well. Looks like he's lost the weight. Looks in shape as well. So let's see what happens, man. But again, back to the striker, um, Hajland. Let's see how it goes. Hopefully, it's done by this week so he can be within the team training. And I think we've got we've got a game against Wrexham, and then I believe after Wrexham is um, Real Madrid. So hopefully he's within the squad because I've just realised it flawless. The season is the new season starts soon. You know, the next two three two weeks or well, two weeks away. Yeah, yeah, fam. I was legit doing the schedule yesterday as Warrior mm-hmm. J did for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks, and it's a couple of weeks away because Friday obviously City play Burnley. That's mm-hmm. the opening game, and then mm-hmm. obviously you got the weekend games, and then where the Monday against Wolves. So the season's here. Oh, so they're going to play on Monday Night Football. They, they, they know what they're doing, bro. Just make us play at 3 p.m., bro. Like no, everyone no, else, no pressure. Of course, they want to, there's always pressure. The reason why they put us on M&M, because they know it's Manchester United. We draw eyeballs. we always yeah, going to be first opening weekend of the Premier League. Mm-hmm. We're always going to be on TV. Mm-hmm. Whether mm-hmm. it's the Friday, whether it's the late kick on Saturday, the early kick on Saturday, whether it's the early kick or late kick on Sunday or Monday as well. Of course. What way to kick off m M&M. and of course you are. Everyone waits on us, whether we're great, whether we're yeah. terrible. We draw eyeballs. I know, but we're I see what they're doing, though. Monday night, everyone has played over the week and everyone's looking at big, bad Manchester United. What are they going to do? And then we end up folding and, and Orana makes some mistakes and, and it just goes, it's social media just starts acting. Yeah. Let's just play on the Saturday at 3pm when everyone is playing 
There is no expectation. We just do our thing and then keep it moving, mm. man. Because I don't like being the first team and the last team to play in the opening week. It nah, hasn't I, been the, that the reason, mm. nah, the reason why I like mm. playing playing last is because mm. whether we, let's say we lose in embarrassing fashion and you're going to get bantered, one of the other rivals is going to lose before that. So it's like, mm. all right, get your jokes up. And people are like, wait, why do you always <laughs> get your jokes before they, because it's like, we could lose. I'm getting all my jokes now. So Chelsea mm. play Liverpool opening mm. weekend. So mm. let's say Chelsea get bad. I'm running my jokes. Let's say Liverpool get bad. I'm running my jokes. Let's say Spurs lose. Arsenal lose. I'm running my bants because I know we could easily draw or lose. And then I'm getting bantered regardless. You think man are going to go, oh, well, you didn't banter us when we lost. No, people are going to be on my case. That's just how football, that's just how footballing rivalry and footballing banter is. That's legit. So, yeah, I don't, I would have preferred us to have been earlier. I'm with you. Like the late mm-hmm. kick on the Saturday, that would have been mm-hmm. ideal, but... Yeah, we're playing, man. But there is, there's some decent games, like I mentioned there. Chelsea, Liverpool, you got City, Burnley, Arsenal mm-hmm. play Forest. You Spurs just said Chelsea will play Liverpool in the first yeah, game. Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea, Liverpool. Oh, opening beautiful. Day. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. No, someone's going to get trolled on. Oh, oh open, my... opening day. That means <laughs> it's got no, no real all over it, but we move. <laughs> we move. Legit. Uh, we move. Um, let's see what But no, but seriously, what's your course. thoughts on Hoysland? Because in the transfer, what, what's your thoughts on this? Um, mm-hmm. I, I like the idea. And I've said this because, as I always state, when I'm unfamiliar with a player, which most players I am outside of the Premier League, because I like to give a fair assessment. So if I've not watched you often enough, I can't really say you're great, you're good, you're mm-hmm. average, you're bad. Mm-hmm. I don't want you here. The reason why I had such strong thoughts on Mount is because I've watched Mount for the past three, four years. So mm-hmm. I have enough evidence to show to, to tell me whether I rate him or whether I don't. That's a whole different conversation. Like I said, I don't think you was here. And I was going back and forth with the chat and someone praised Mason Mount for running. So I was like, all right, you're crazy. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were talking about it and then it was like finding finding top-level players who, I think he said, listen to instruction. I'm paraphrasing, like listen to instruction mm-hmm. and will close down. It's hard to find. So I said, we're praising a professional athlete for running. And for doing like, what they're supposed is, to do. This is, this is where the bar is. We're praising a professional athlete for running. Hear what this is. That's like mm-hmm. praising uh, someone who does the javelin for throwing the javelin. That's what it is. Oh, he can throw a javelin. <laughs> that's his job. Well, to oh. Roy Keane, that's his job. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As I say, oh, this the goalkeeper's got goalkeeping gloves on. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, well, yeah, he's supposed to. But anyways, where I was at with Hoyland, I like the profile, pace and power, six foot three, decent mm-hmm. in the air, mm-hmm. technically good, mm-hmm. can link up play to an extent is that the age where he can get better as well. And people have ran jokes and you mentioned it and people mm-hmm. are like, oh, he's B-Tech Harlan. Why are you signing B-Tech Harlan? If he comes to Manchester United and mm-hmm. is B-Tech Harlan, mm-hmm. and gets half of what, and impacts Manchester United to half, 50% of what Harlan has impacted that city. We got a hell of a player on our hands. Absolutely. How many goals did, how many goals did Harlan score? 44? 44, 45, 50. Let's say, let's say he's 44. So if he comes here and scores 22 goals and gets assists and impacts the team to 50, I'm cool with that. That's a major improvement on what we've got going on. That's a massive improvement. So yeah, with Hoyland, I like the fact that we've moved on to him quickly as well. It was Mount, then it was Onana, then it was Hoyland. And then the talks are, once we've dealt with the Hoyland situation, because we're prioritizing that Mm -hmm. and sales, Mm -hmm. then it's Amrabat. And this is good. Like before the end of July, we could have actually signed three players. And three players right down the spine of the team. And we're still trying to improve more. Like I said, there's Amrabat. We're linked to the centre-back. So he scored 52 goals. Okay, mm-hmm. then bring me, give me half of that. Mm-hmm. 
say less that. than half. Bring me twenty five. Mm. If he scores twenty five goals, we over the moon. <laughs> so that's that's how I'm looking at it, and I, I believe we do have the players around him and the system around him and the manager around him to get the best out of him as well. People said, oh, he only got nine goals. It's like, I think he'll score more than nine goals. But I need much more than just goals from him. I need much, much more than just goals from him. Obviously, I want him to get goals, but I need you to get assists. I need you to be a foil for other players as well. Um, Flawless, you feeling better? You thought it was Mount and that's it? Like, oh, people. I thought, what was Mount and that's it? The signing? Now nah, I knew we'd sign people, mm -hmm, but I'm mm -hmm. still not happy about the Mount mm -hmm. signing because I think we rarely missed... Um, I think we rarely missed a big trick on mm -hmm. improving our team tenfold. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if we were to sign... Trying to think of a player. If we were to sign... So not De Jong, but if we were to sign someone of De Jong's level, that makes mm -hmm. our midfield much more serious. Mm -hmm. We have Casemiro and the young level player next to, and then Bruno, the midfield. That's a bad boy midfield. We then yeah. have one of the best midfields in the league, whereas now I don't think we do. We have one of the, in terms of the top six, we have one of the worst. I don't see know what Spurs are going to do. Yeah, we'll see yeah. how it goes, but on paper, because as we do it on paper, like mm -hmm. take Havertz out of Arsenal's midfield. We have one of the worst. It's not bad in cities. If Chelsea do indeed sign Casado, which I think <sighs> they will. Again, people, I don't mm -hmm. think it's bad in Chelsea's. So that's two. Mm -hmm. Arsenal, if they don't play, um, if they don't play Havertz in their midfield, if it's Rice, Party Odegaard, that's better than ours on paper. Who else we got? Who's four? Trying to think. Spurs, Madison, mm -hmm. Basuma, that's better than ours. So unless they go and sign a Havertz esque player in midfield, who's the fifth? Liverpool's definitely best than ours. So we got the worst midfield. We'll see. We'll, we, we'll see. Newcastle. We'll see. Yeah, Newcastle so, I'm, talk, I'm talking mm -hmm. so, solely on paper. Mm -hmm. Newcastle yep. six. Mm -hmm. So that's seven. Mm -hmm. There's no way that. I should be here saying that Manchester United could have the seventh best midfield in the Premier League. But you know, so funny, yeah, Flores. A lot of people just saying that we have one of the best midfielders. A lot of Manchester United fans on Twitter are running and saying that. I'm like, what's going on? It's hope. It's hope. And I'm trying to think there's probably teams I've forgotten about who have better midfielders than ours. But the fact that I can sit here and say we're six at best on paper is not, that shouldn't happen. It should be, right, at best, where. Second, third on paper. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I, I hear you. Uh, Madison ain't closing down shots, though, flawless, though. I feel like you only take on the ball into consideration. Football is the game. Don't do this because we had this conversation yesterday. Not yesterday, a few days ago. Again, do not put words in my mouth. No, I consider both. And you know this because we had this conversation. It's not, it's about both. And I've said this clearly. So let me state this again. I want my midfielders to be good at both. No, no, no. Switch that. I want my midfielders to be great at both. Any eight, any 10, any six, I want them to be great at both. That should be the aim. Because when we've had midfielders in the past who have been successful, there is no midfielder we've had when we've been successful to a high level who has not been great at both. Name all our midfield greats. So why am I accepting a player who's just good off the ball? Same way I wouldn't accept player who's just on the ball. Ivorian, did I not say pretty much mm -hmm. the entire mm -hmm. the entire season say i like ericsson but we need a major improvement absolutely he's an said upgrade on ericsson. i said as much Last as i season. like ericsson we need a major upgrade on ericsson who is the flip side someone who's very good on the ball but off the ball doesn't have it so that's why but you know we move you know what i'm saying and we shall we see in there because sometimes i look at Ericsson. Oh. he's probably got something cooking up with this midfield in it like we'll see how it goes in it don't seen... get me wrong i, I believe he has a plan i, I believe you he know has what's a the plan. funny thing is that i've when i've watched the preseason game 
I've seen some positive aspect of what Mount can kind of bring to the game. But then again, he's been misplacing his passes. So you see what I'm saying? Like I can see the things that he's trying to do in terms of the balance in the in the midfield and having two guys, you know, that press like hell. Like, you know, you know how Bruno is in it. In, in that in that pressing situation and Matt as well as you can see in the comments days the he's an English pressing bunny so he's all around the place but it's the link up play that I'm more interested in seeing is whether he can switch the ball to the left right switch flanks one one two link up plays um I see some I see something in Mount but let's get it twisted I'm not happy about it I'm underwhelmed I'm not overwhelmed with the transfer I've said it a lot of times you know I don't understand but it is what it is I hope that my, my the professor Professor Heisenberg himself has something up his sleeve that, you know, he can turn it around. Because I believe in his coaching abilities. We all do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So maybe maybe he's the one that can get the best out of Mount and make him into a genuine top player. Hopefully. Let's see, man. This is all with hopes, guys. Hopes. And and that's that's not what it should be. You should not be spending 60 million and we're here talking about. We hope he can get better. Because if Mm -hmm. we signed Harry Kane, it wouldn't Mm -hmm. be though, oh, we could hope he can do the Mm -hmm. business. And And we know. We know. We know. We know. We are 110% know. Um, But yeah, like I said, I've displayed, I've given my um, thoughts and opinions on Mark, say even about him. And like I say, people don't want to listen, but we moved. But as I was saying, with Hoyland, I think a bid will be, um, I think we'll make a bid this week. And hopefully we sign him because we definitely need improvements in that area, but it's not enough. It can't just be him. It has to be Hoyland and another. We need at least another striker because Hoyland by himself, let's say he does add 25 goals to the team. Mm -hmm. That's still not enough by himself. He really can't. And Jesse, I mentioned this. He says it's Hoyland good with link up players. He's just a box striker. Yeah, From what I've heard, he's he, he can link up play. So he's decent technically to the point where we can. And Jesse goes on to say we will still go into next season lacking goals despite Hoyland. Should we all be worried or should our wingers have to contribute in goals? We discussed, me and Eddie discussed this on Friday's edition of this show. And yes, that's the biggest problem with our team is our players don't score. Our attacking players don't pitching with enough goals and that's why I don't think we're doing shit this season because we don't score enough goals now if you add in Hoyland and you add in another striker and you add in another creative midfielder then okay I could see us doing something we don't get take currently right now I keep saying this take Rashford out of our lineup Mm -hmm. we are Chelsea in terms of attack Mm -hmm. their attack is off we didn't none of our players apart from Rashford got double figures in the Premier League we're not doing anything Know what I'm saying and like yeah. we are not we are not doing anything with that. When I say we're not doing anything, yes, we can go win a Carabao Cup. Yes, we can go win an FA Cup. But Premier League, forget about it. Champions League, forget about it. So many things would have to fall into place for us to win the Champions League. Like all our key players staying fit, number one. Number two, a favorable draw. Like that's that's just legit what it is. Like that's why I know where we're at. Our ceiling is what happened last season. And that's why I'm not disappointed. Mm-hmm. that's too far but that's why I was no yeah I was that's why I was so disappointed in the Mount signing because we had time to kick on and we could have had a bad boy midfielder in there we could have but like I said Casemiro next to a bad boy midfielder mm-hmm. for example a Chiuameni for example mm-hmm. a Kamavinga and I'm not saying we sign those two I'm talking about the skill level of those two players if anyone says we're not getting any of those two I'm going to block you because I'm legit saying their <laughs> skill level. Yes, skill sets. Their skill, their skill mm-hmm. level of those two. If you put the skill level of those two next to him, all of a sudden that transforms our midfield. That makes Casemiro better. That makes 
the whoever the, the new midfielder is better. That makes the team overall so much better. And then we went as I'm out. Just <laughs> underwhelming. Just it wasn't what we expected, to be honest with you, for us from the end of the season. Yeah. We never thought we were going to be signing Mount, you know. And we know what's yeah. so funny about it. We was hearing the stories of Mount, like, in January. And we was like, nah, nah. It's yeah, all fun. bullshit. It's all lies. Fun. You get closer to May and you're hearing it even more. It's getting louder. And then it, and then it happens. But yeah, I'm, I'm with... um. With Jesse Uptown's comment right there, um, mm-hmm. I believe Manchester United as a whole need to contribute more because we can't just be... We know our strikers may not score as much goals or we might be depending on the sole player. But for us right now, we're looking at a whole team contributing more. We want our wingers to be contributing more. We want our midfielders to be contributing more. Mm-hmm. We need at least three players who can score over 10 goals guaranteed, you know, for next season for us to have any chance, any level of success, you know. Like we need someone that can score 20 goals. We know we need someone that can score at least close to 30 goals and we need someone that can score between 10 to 15 goals to give that balance so we have someone we can depend on whether it's going to be someone like for example who's there whether it's an Anthony which I don't believe it will be or a Bruno Fernandes getting the highest goals the highest goals out of all the midfielders and Rashford doing his thing maybe Hoysland contributing as well maybe 15 20 goals then maybe I see Manchester United doing a bit better next season because like I said before we can't we can't have the season what we had last season where we're depending on one man you know one man is dangerous depending on one man it's when Manchester United we shouldn't depend on one player we're all a team we depend on the team everything functioning around the team so definitely I'm we need everyone to contribute, you know, even defenders scoring from set pieces. We we, we was poor with set pieces last season. How many goals did we get from, from set pieces? Because the delivery was shocking, that's why. I didn't to. Well, we signed Mount. Apparently, he's a free kick specialist. Yeah, that's a lie. You <laughs> ever said that? It's just lying. It's a lie. That's I what said. they're saying, it. Like, that's what he's good at set pieces and etc. Free kicks, corners, you know. You saw him on the ball. In the games, it was dead, didn't it? I what, what the preseason games? I yeah. watched. I watched the preseason. I've games. watched them, man. You didn't, I watched. But someone did say that to me because someone was like, "Oh, Mount got 19 touches. Are you concerned?" I said, "No. Like that's the way forward. Keep him off the ball. Yeah, let's use all his off the ball attributes. We don't of need course. you on the football doing anything. We need you making decoy runs, covering <laughs> every blade of grass, closing down, pressing, being high energy, being a try hard." being a nuisance you know what 19 touches may be too much you know what i'm saying we may be to lessen that we don't need you on the ball because we know all your best attributes are off the ball cool so let's utilize that salute to ten hack that's mm-hmm. what i need i need him averaging like 15 touches a game whether <laughs> we have 70 percent possession or 30 percent possession i don't need you on the ball keep him off the ball kind of like in basketball like you you got this person who can't shoot threes shooting 10 threes now 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 pass the ball pass the rock that's mm-hmm. what i need for for mount I need you just making decoy runs. That's legit it. <laughs> no, we don't need you in link up. We don't need you trying to link up play and play one twos. Nah, nah, nah. We're good. We're good. Let's see what else you have. And yeah, Ed, nah, I do agree with you. We're definitely not getting another creative midfielder. It's going to be a six or nothing, sadly. Yeah, I see us just signing an Amrabat in that midfield area. And that is legit it. I do see that. Emma says, our defence is looking the most set and secure. So I think we'll mm-hmm. get a few of those. one nil, two nil, two nil wins. And I'm good with that as long as we don't lose. Yeah, because the defence was very good last season. And we've improved that defence on paper in terms of Onana. Add mm-hmm. Amrabat into the mix as well. Adding a full season for a Martinez. Adding a full season for a Malasio as well. Um, added Mount because he will help out defensively. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm... I, th- I think it will. I think it will improve. I think it will. 
Yeah, yeah, and I just had to make it clear because people always do that type of thing where I mention a player and people say, oh, we're not signing such and such. Like someone said yesterday, oh, we're not getting Mbappe or Kane. Who said mm -hmm. we're signing Mbappe or Kane? I know. I've said know. verbatim, verbatim, I don't think we're signing Kylian Mbappe. I don't think we're signing Harry Kane. He was having a conversation. And then somebody always pops up, goes, we're not signing the two. Who said we was? That's why there's normally a question mark in the title. Like nobody said we was we're just having the hypothetical conversation because if we don't have hypotheticals guess what we have nothing to talk about we just sit here that's it i'm saying silent just looking at you lot in the chat like what are we talking about here but yeah yeah koala j yeah man was celebrating the rejected bids yeah and what you guys <laughs> were talking about with the mountain yeah it was nuts can't believe it you know what i'm saying can't believe it it is what it is sometimes in what life, man. yeah uh, if we make the sales, who's to say we ain't in a Kane convo flawless? I just don't think we will. I don't think we'll pay that because they'll still want big money and we won't negotiate but, correctly. But but the I question is, can Manchester United generate at least a hundred million mm -hmm. from the players that we've offered as Deadwood? Because these Deadwoods are still planking flawless, bro. They ain't moving anywhere, bro. Nah, but well, we moved on. Wait, is Alanga we move Alanga on. There's talk, talk about Fred. Well, it's Fred. 15 million for Alango, 10, 10 million for Telus. It'll be 100 left. mil, but we don't necessarily need 100 million. It might just be money to go towards that. Let's say there's 40 million there and then you mm. add another 40 million towards. Like I've said, with the Harry Kane situation, all we need to all we need to do is negotiate from a position. Understand that we're negotiating from a position of power. He has a year left on his deal. His 60 million. Take it or we'll just get him on a free in the summer. Next summer. Fine. And we'll just talk to him in January. Cool. That's what we should do with Harry Kane. That's what we should do if we was in for Kylian Mbappe. Yes, we're, we've been linked and we're interested, according to Sky Sports, in Kylian Mbappe. And that makes sense. But go and do that. Why are people like, oh, we have to pay 100 M's or north of 100 no, M's? No, no. We're the A side of the negotiation. We dictate to you how this is going to go. Because you're going to lose him for a free in 12 months. Yeah. Well, less than 12 months. We can talk to him in January. Yeah, yeah, but well, you, you look at it. Look at look at the, the flawless. Yeah. Look at the way PSG got in Pape. You know, it was a two-year loan. Yeah, the the following season, permanent transfer of 150 million. You can do stuff like that. Say, okay, let's loan him. We'll give you some money up front, and then we will complete it the following season. Manchester United can do that. You know, just don't offer them Maguire because that calls off the deal, bro. That's the only thing I would say. You know, they just say to piss off. Don't call us back. Have you ever played FIFA when they reject your transfer and they tell you don't come back again and you can never go back? That's exactly what it would be like if you offered um, Harry Maguire, with, um, including fees, because people just want the money. But yeah, Manchester United can do that. Though. Fees up front, loan, whatever, and then the rest of the next season, give give the rest of whatever money we have to make it happen, man. We can similarly with Kane, but back to what I was saying regarding selling those deadwoods. I think the most we can get from is probably turning selling someone like McTominay to somebody for at least 20 well, to 30 million. Who made a who made mm -hmm. a verbal bid? Mm -hmm. Who's the team? Somebody made a verbal bid. West Ham, that's it. West Ham yep. made a verbal bid for McTominay. McTominay. I'm hoping they're still interested in Maguire. Maybe we can get at least 30 minutes, 30 minutes from Maguire. If you sell those two, maybe you can scavenge about 50 to 60 million. And then you can go to, to Spurs and say, we'll give you 60 million this season and the following season we'll pay you, pay you off, innit? Or by January we'll pay you off because obviously you'll be leaving on the free, man. There are ways to make these deals happen, especially for someone like Harry Kane who wants to leave and the owner himself has told him, which we never knew. You know how you... You see one thing about Tottenham, I've realised, you know. See how unknown they are. Sorry, YG Jez. 
I never knew you had a owner called Joe Lewis. I thought Danny Levy was the owner, fam. All this time. But Tottenham has an owner, some kind of silent partner called Joe Lewis. Never knew of him. But I do apologise for that slander, Jez. Just that, yeah, no one knew who your owners were, bro. They thought it was Danny Levy all this whole entire time. But there is a deal to be made and strike against Spurs. It's just whether Manchester United can find that way, find find a way through, which you can. Because the, the owner said, either sell him because we can't get we can't let him go for free. You have to sell him this, this season or sign a new contract. And we know Kane has rejected a new contract. So step up to them. You know what? Call up Danny Levy and say, big man, let's talk. Let's sit down. Let's have dinner and talk, bro. It's not that hard, you know. Tottenham, Tottenham wants something from us, not just money. Maybe they might want a Scott McTominay. I'm just yeah, just said it himself. He said, "Nah, I can't lie." Upset. He said, "Nah." He said, "Nah, I, I can't know. even lie." He said, "Nah, I can't even lie." Even I didn't know that for time. Yeah, it was news to me. I'm not gonna lie. Still, I'm not gonna lie. It really, it, it really was news to me. Big up Daredevil who says, "In Ten Hag, we trust." Simple as that. Come on, you Red Devils. I'm with you, Daredevil. Even though, like, I'm not gonna. There's no manager I 100% agree with all the time. Yeah, like Ten Hag's still my guy. I'm mm-hmm. still like, okay, so, let's see what you guy, can do. So yeah, like, that's my mm-hmm. guy. I still defend him. Mm-hmm. Do you have a concern about the burnout of players as a result of the play in the system? No, not really, Koalaji. I don't. I don't have a concern about these players with it because mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I don't because they're just the high, because of the high energy of the players. Like Bruno's not really suffered from burnout. I don't think Casemiro suffered from burnout. Mm-hmm. Mounts play games and I've never heard Chelsea fans talk about him being tired or anything like that. That's going to be the main midfield three. And you got mm-hmm. Ericsson backing mm-hmm. out. Maybe Amrabat, Rashford's mm-hmm. cool. Anthony, I don't think he will suffer from burnout. Hoyland's 21, 22. He's, I think he's 21. I don't have any issue. And obviously your defenders don't really suffer from burnout because they ain't running like that. Maybe your fullbacks, but wan Malasia can both get up and down the pitch, for example. Mm-hmm. Same with Dalo as well. So we have runners. So I'm not really concerned about burnout because of us deploying the system. No, what are you saying? Um, definitely not. Because if this was last season with um, Ten Hag's lack of options and choices where he had to rely on several players, especially when they were running fatigue, but he just played them and played them because he couldn't trust anyone else. This season, the players that he's bringing in would add um, significant depth to the squad. And we're looking at improving our squad selection with better players. So I think for this season, the players that he signs and bring in, even those who are squad players, will have an important role to play. So I don't see a burnout for this season because this time he gets to get additional players from the players that he can trust compared to last season. You know, you didn't want to throw in a McTominay in certain deep situations, you know. You have a player, Bruno Fernandes, and let him get tired and suffer suffer burnout with Casemiro and Ericsson. You saw how tired Ericsson was, yeah? But now we've got the, 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 the full of energy Mason Mount, you know. You know, would Ericsson suffer a burnout? No. Ericsson's thinking to himself, you know what? I can play the number 10 position where Bruno plays at times and swap with him and don't have to do that much running. Um, if Fred or McTominay stays, there is someone to play in um, Mount's position or maybe a Kobe Minor, which who was fantastic against Arsenal. Let's not say that, you know, let's not forget that. Big up to him. Maybe he will get some game time as well, to support someone like Bruno Fernandes and Mount. And we're just hoping that Casemiro, we get in Amrabat to support him. So I don't think there will be a burnout because we have two players in every position. It's about getting two quality players in every position. Last year, we only had one or two players in each positions that were good enough for you to trust. But bringing someone else from the bench, you couldn't trust them in it, Flawless. 
You know, yeah, at times we, at times we're like, you know what, yeah, Maguire. Sometimes we had only two known defenders, but we had Maguire on the bench. What did we do? We told Luke Shaw play left centre back. <laughs> Trust Maguire, and it worked. That's the crazy part. It worked. Hundred mm-hmm. mm-hmm. percent, it worked without without that. But Kobe Mayno, you mentioned it there. I know, mm-hmm. obviously, you wanted to talk about the Arsenal friendly as well. So we're going that direction. Thoughts on Kobe Mayno? Thoughts on the thoughts on the on the friendly as well. As well, I've already messaged me earlier on today. I was like, "What are we talking about?" And I was like, "Yeah, Hoyland." And he's like, "Oh yeah, the Arsenal friendly <laughs> as well." So yeah. Thoughts on both. Thoughts on both. Thoughts on first of all, let's let's start off with um Kobe Mino's performance. Yeah. Mino or Mino, however you want to pronounce his name, performance to 45-minute cameo appearance against Arsenal's best midfield, which is Shy Havertz, White Rice, and who else was there? Um I can't remember. Odegaard, isn't it? Do you know what? Yeah, he scored, he scored them too, especially Rice. Havertz, who we never noticed or never saw with right the holes. He played about 60 minutes and never noticed he was actually playing for Arsenal. He was fantastic. The link-up play, the twist and turns, you know, sh- turning, twisting shoulders around and finding the spaces, the two assists as well. You know, remember last season, I was like, you know what, yeah, I don't think he's ready. But as I see more of him in preseason, I'm like thinking, you know what, I've inspired your China, a hell of a lot of shit, you know. This guy is ready for first-team football. This guy is ready to take Scott McTominay's minutes and Fred's minutes, you know. Uh, what I saw from him, the, the, the maturity from him as well, knowing his spaces as well, and the fact that he was playing the holding role between him, Bruno, and Mount as well. Comfortable on the ball as well. It, it's just, he reminds me of a young Pogba, you know, with, with maturity and not stupidity as well. You know, he knows where he's at. He knows he's a young baller and he knows that he needs to stay focused in his game and not lose sight of his mission. So he knows exactly what it means as right, right now for the opportunity he's get. So he, I think he will take it. Fantastic, man. I, I hope he gets the minutes that he gets here and, and Tenor keeps him because I see the potential. I see him getting there as well. He just needs the guidance, the right players around him as well and just continue to train with the team and get the game time that he needs because he's going to be a phenomenal player. Now, back to Asna, you know, the team that we beat twice in a space, in, in one game, where their own fans end up fighting each other, which I always say, it's just a friendly, bro. It's yeah, an that exhibition was match, bro. That was crazy. It's an Big exhibition. Big up as well. There's no, need to throw, there's no need to throw fists and insult people's mums and all that kind of stuff over an exhibition, bro. It's not that deep. But to Arsenal fans, it probably is deep because they're the one that was saying they're going to beat us. We're going to show Manchester United the way, you know, a couple of YouTubers, you know, already talking shit before the match even started. And then and a couple of YouTubers telling people that our manager aspires to be their manager on top of that, you know, I, I couldn't believe it, you know. Our manager who's successful uh, where he's been, you know, aspiring to be this guy, Arteta. But hey, but back to the game itself, Arsenal, at the start of the game, Arsenal had their opportunities. They looked like the, the better team. But Manchester United came alive in counters. And one thing I like about Ten Hag's quick press counter-attacks here, you know, he likes this. He wants to play this. I think this season, I remember reading an article saying that this season is about surprising people in transition. And we saw the quick transitions coming out from straight of a surprise to an attack. The ball just being... Dashed long, and then next thing you know, Arsenal in a vulnerable position. So I'm seeing that now. I'm seeing a, an evolution of Ten Hag's football coming into play, especially when we see Onana play. It's going to be nice. But Manchester United against Arsenal in the first half, they were very good. You know, um, 
especially the fact that I loved when Martinez, you know, you can tell Martinez is a friendly, but to him, it's not friendly, bro. You know, he's aggressive naturally. No, the such way... thing as a friendly. Yeah, he's just going to play him. like that regardless. Yeah, yeah regardless. Um, the, the, the aggressiveness on the team, Arsenal never saw it coming, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know why you're going to complain. Like, it's a man's game, you know. Friendly or not friendly, you know. Have you ever had a play fight with your friends and it's all of a sudden it turns into a real fight? Yeah, get serious. Yeah, yeah. bro. There's no such thing. Uh, with grown men, there's no such thing as a friendly fight, a friendly game. You will get aggressive regardless of what the situation is. But Manchester United scored Arsenal in the second half as well. And in penalties, um, in penalties, is penalties, nothing to say about that. But I'm just happy that we beat them in pre-season. I know it's pre-season, guys. And I know when it comes to the real game in September, we play Arsenal, it's, it will be a different game. But hey, if we lost, We'll be telling Arsenal fans that it's just a friendly, calm yourself down, you know, all that kind of stuff. But so it's it's right for us to dish it back to them, you know, because they disrespect uh, us at times. You know, you got Arsenal fans who, for the first time in eight years, finish above Manchester United, finishing the top four in nine years, and all of a sudden they're better than us. Were scums like they weren't finishing fifth, sixth, and seventh and eighth for the last couple of years while we was scraping third, finishing second comfortably with. The, the team above us having a 20-point gap difference. You know, being the Champions League, like Saka don't know what the Champions League sound sounds like. So it is what it is, man. Um, but I'm happy with the results. I'm I'm happy with the game that I saw at Manchester United in terms of their way of playing as well. And mm -hmm. long may it continue. And when the new keeper comes in, we'll see better football. We'll see that transition, the surprise attacks and the surprise transition that Tenog trying to introduce this season. And as well, better, better football, man. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the Wrexham game. Looking forward to the Real Madrid. When game is the Wrexham game? Tomorrow at three thirty. Wait, don't we play? We play two matches, don't we? Play Real yeah, Madrid two, two matches in twenty four hours, apparently. So, okay. um, so the team that's playing Wrexham is the is the youth team, the reserves mm. team. They've flown out with Johnny Evans and, and Darren Fletcher will be taking charge of the game, apparently, for, according to the manager's press conference. And of course, you know the first team are on the other side of the country in the states as well, and they were they're the one that will be playing Real Madrid. So, yeah, we'll see about that game. And then, again, we'll go back to the season starting sooner. Yeah, and then people are out here saying that because Shaka left, there's no fight in Arsenal, bro. I, I don't understand that, bro. Yeah, mm. and there could be a watch-along on the Twitch for that, people. I think my for, for, spoke for which one? That, for the United-Real Madrid game. I won't be doing because I've not watched. You told me, uh, me, me and you, you, you said yeah. you, you're not doing no watch-along. So yeah, I have not for pre-season. No, 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 mm. not me. My Don said he wants to do it. Murtazo, mm. who's on the channel, said he wants to run it. So he was like, mm. oh, is there anything? So I was like, yeah, I ain't watching no pre-season game. But like, I'm saying no, like I, I'm not really too fussed. I'm happy we beat Arsenal, of course. It's always good to beat Arsenal, um, mm -hmm. whether it's a friendly or not. I don't put too, I don't, take too much from it. I do like the fact that Kobe Maino played well according to what everybody's saying. I did see the Sancho goal, good goal. Mm -hmm. uh, it was great to see Ramsdale make a mistake. That was also fantastic. Um, so yeah, Samuel, of course you want to be Arsenal at their ground in September. Absolutely. We all do. We, you know we want we, to. We all do. Like, without doubt, like that's we want to win 38 games out of 38 games in the Premier League season. That's what we all want here as Manchester United fans. Before we continue, though, over 55 of you lot in the building, only at 35 likes. Like, check, one, two, one, two. Let's bump up these likes, people. Get us up to 50 likes. You're clearly here enjoying the content, watching. Hit the like button. Continue to share across all the socials. Open up some new tabs. Let's get more 
people in here as well. And on top of those things, let's subscribe to the channel as well, Sarcasm City TV. I don't even know how many subscribers. If you've had any new subscribers, let me refresh this. And make sure you subscribe to Ivorian's channel as well. Link is in mm -hmm. the title, people. And to mm -hmm. um, Jesse, who says, bro, flawless, why not watch it? It will be lit. I can't do preseason, man. I've <laughs> not got no interest in it whatsoever. Zero <laughs> interest in preseason. Yeah. He's honest, Zero. man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, zero, zero interest in preseason. I'm just like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just not with it whatsoever. Um, and someone said in the chat, I couldn't find it, but they want to see Ten Hag um improve away from home in regards to the results. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely, absolutely. We need to improve mm -hmm. away from home, and I'm looking at Ten Hag like, all right, learn from that. The reason mm -hmm. why I don't give him a bly, but I understand it's your first season here. You're learning mm -hmm. as well as mm -hmm. you've done. You're not the finished article as a manager, as a coach. You're still learning the Premier League and how to set up. Now, when we go away to City and we go away to Arsenal and we go away to Liverpool, you need to set up more defensively now. Mm -hmm. That's what he needs to do. Mm -hmm. That's why if we do indeed sign Amrabat, for example, I'm trying to see Casemiro, Amrabat, say Bruno in the turn and play Mount mm -hmm. wide right or play, mm -hmm. Mount, or play Mount in front of those two and play Bruno wide right. That's how you have to set up more defensives. Drop an Anthony or drop a Sancho, or mm -hmm. whoever, well, you won't drop a Hoyland, but you understand my point. Let's say it is Sancho who is playing up top. Drop an attacking player to go with a more industrious player. That's the games for your Brunos, your Mounts, etc. This is why I said, oh, last season, when we was playing, I'm like, yo, pack the midfield. Play three midfielders. When we played um, Arsenal away, and people are like, oh, I want to play Ericsson, I play Fred, I play Fred. I said, mm -hmm. no, you play both. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. You play Casemiro, you play Fred. And you play Ericsson. You play all three of them. You need three midfielders in there. You don't need a Bruno vacating the space. And then you play Bruno wide right. Because as much as I'm not a fan of Bruno, I know what he's good at. And him playing wide right, you can either do a job on the fullback over that side, the left back, or he can invert. And then you have four central midfielders in there. So it would be, for example, Bruno, Ericsson, Fred, Casemiro, for example. This season, it could be, let's say we do indeed sign... Um, Let's say we do we do indeed sign Amrabat. It'd be Casemiro, Amrabat, say Mount in there, Bruno. Mm -hmm. And then you've got four central midfielders mm -hmm. in there who are all who can all run and close down, etc. That's what you need. And That's exactly no, what you know need. what, Flores, one of the positive things during this preseason is that we yeah. have introduced the 4 3 3 formation to, to mm -hmm. the fans. Ten Hag has introduced that. Mm -hmm. Now let's see, let's roll on. Let's see this total football that we want to yeah. see. So it's a good thing, man. And back to the we want to improve our weight away record and we want to be beating Arsenal at, at Emirates because let's not forget last season the last minute winner they got and all of a sudden they were talking all this shit like I know Arsenal was the better team on that day yeah, it was a better team. also let's not forget the first game where they lost 3-1 for us we just came we just equalized oh, we beat them. yeah at home yeah we was fine, yeah, was home at home. Was fine. but they, yeah, they home forgot about fine. they forgot about that and then all of a sudden they beat us 3-2 which in my opinion on the score on the scoreboard it looks like you just narrowly edged it and all of a sudden you still feel like you're the better team if you had the better season so I want us to go there and, I, and and beat them so I can troll for a very very long time because I feel like that win that Emirates they did it's been pending for a very long time, you know, because of course, you know, well, he never beat them. Mm -hmm. The last victory we had was with Mourinho. So we need to remind them again what it's like to lose to Manchester United, you know. Let's get to the times where it took six years for Arsenal to beat us in the Premier League, you know. Let's get back to those days. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, exactly no. what you're saying. I no, exactly because of certain men, all of a sudden they're going too big for their boots because they finished second in the league, and now they just think they're the shit. 
the best since it's the best thing since sliced bread. The way they talk these days, like bro, this is the first time you finish in the top four in nine years, and you, and you, and you have the audacity to say that we're below you, we're beneath you. No, mm-hmm. you was poor the other day, and all of a sudden you're a millionaire. You're just taking the piss out of everyone. Yesterday you was in the street asking me for a penny. Talk about it, man. He's no, smart. it's the truth. No, 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 big man thing, man. It's the truth, man. The disrespect we're getting from Arsenal fans is like, and then the funny thing about it is that me, I'm a humble guy, and I was humble to Arsenal fans for the, the last four, five, six, seven years. And because I felt sorry for them. When we beat them, I'll be like, yeah, we just we, Yeah, we that's why Arsenal. you should never feel sorry for the upset. Yeah, yeah. I don't go on, I don't troll on them, but the moment they beat us, it's like, oh yeah, oh you man's are shit. Yeah, we beat you, you know that kind of stuff, bro. This is the first time you beat us in five years. What's all of this nonsense, bro? You know, never feels but yeah, but not again, never again. You know, so when they talk, because my friends was like saying, I want Arsenal to win the league, I was like, Hell no, I want them to lose badly, I want them to lose badly. Fuck them. I know Man City's our rivals, but I want to see Arsenal humiliated and cry. Yeah, why do people want their ops to do well? That makes no mm-hmm. sense to me. Mm-hmm. Never to understood me, that, never you, got that whatsoever. That makes I no think, type of sense. And, and, and I'll be honest with you because. We come from an era where we see more Arsenal as more of a rival compared to Man City. But we don't like, yeah, But even yeah, yeah we do like the depending on what I, yeah. Even when City were nothing, I didn't want City to do well. City yeah. were nothing growing up when I was growing up. They Leeds were nothing, were, nothing growing up, yeah. Leeds were in the Leeds were in the Premier League for 16 years. I checked their results every weekend to make sure they didn't come up. What are we talking about? <laughs> and they, but they, yeah, were man. Threat, they were a threat for over a decade and a half, and I'm so happy they got relegated. People are like, oh, I want, I, I, you know what I'm saying? I want it back for the rivalry. And I don't understand this, wanting your rivals to do well. This makes no type of sense. Somebody please explain that to me. Oh, it's great for the city, it's the derby and blah, blah, blah. What? Mm-hmm. What? I never, yeah, I'm just built different. I yeah, I'm just, I was just happy that Arsenal never won the league so I can laugh at them for so long. And I've been laughing at them throughout the whole summer, bro. I've been calling random people up that Arsenal fans call up, hang up. I don't say nothing. I just call up, haha, hang up. Simple as. So I could, just, they can feel it even more because they thought there was this close to winning the league from January to February, which they wasn't. And the disrespect they show to other teams like they're, like the, like they're the best team, like, come on, man. Get out of here, man. You know, you had your Saki. Thank you, Jesse. You had troops posting up DJ Khaled posts every week. Every week. You know? Then it stopped. It stopped. I just don't get that from people. Yeah, it's crazy. Hey, large of everyone in the chat, continue to get your questions in. Don't forget, link for the membership is in the pinned comment. I will be reaching out today for all the members. For if you obviously, if you're a Sarcasm City soldier, I'll be reaching out to you for the Sarcasm City Sports Q and A on the Twitch. If you're a Sarcasm City general, I'll be not only reaching out for to you for the members Q and A on the Twitch, but also one on YouTube as well. So if you want to join the membership, links in the pinned comment. That's one surefire way to make sure you get on the channel people so like i said any members who are listening right now any sarcasm city soldiers sarcasm city generals that's level two and level three i'll be reaching out to you today and of course on top of that there is the fan calling show at 8 30 p.m on the twitch as well people so feel free to call in and we can talk you can talk about it don't have to be manchester united but you can talk about whatever you want to talk about indeed people See what else you lot are saying in the chat. No, we, we have to move well. on to Alanga's oh. exit as well. Alanga's oh, yeah, that's just one of the stars. Actually slapped us. It's actually here. So, mm-hmm. Daredevil says, Happy to hear Alanga has signed for Nottingham Forest. What's the fee? 
I think under between 10 to 15 million because the last that's time I, I read the news is that they agreed somewhere around the region of 15 million. That's, so that's decent. That's brilliant that's decent. business. Mm-hmm. 10 to mm-hmm. 15 million for Anthony Alango is brilliant business. That is brilliant business because he is not worth that. Brilliant business thoughts, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what? Yeah, with Alango's situation, you know, because I think everyone's on the agreement that. He's academy player, but he wasn't it. He was he was never it. And you know what? The only thing we can say is the respectful thing is by saying that you know what? I wish him the best. You know, um, if we had to get rid of him, this would have been the right time to get rid of him and make some money out of the situation. You know, he probably might have a better future when he leaves when he goes to Nottingham Forest and proves himself because there is a player there for them. There must be a player. Ragnick saw it. Only kind of saw it. So I don't. I don't. I never really saw it, but I hope that he has a, a good season. Wish him the best and everything. And it's time to sell the dead wood as well. So yeah, man. You know what? Yeah, it is what it is. You know, it's 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 hard to see someone that. Um, I think one thing I have to say is that for a player that came here at eleven years old, dedicated, he moved from Sweden to Manchester to dedicate his life here, given a lot. Um, there have been some good memories, like the Atletico Madrid situation. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It must be hard for him, but at the same time, it's good because Manchester United have given the platform for him to go off to be a professional football player and live his dream. It doesn't have to be with the club, but it's somewhere else. And he, he's at that level that he can play in the Premier League. So it's good for him, man. I wish him the best and, you know, whatever it is, man. If he happens yeah. to improve, let's get him back. But for now, I don't think he will be the player that we want him to be. So good luck to Anthony Alanga, man, and hope he has hey. a great career. I think he will do fine there. I think 15 million, 10 to 15 million is great business. And as much as we criticize Manchester United fairly as well for some of our sales, that's a good deal. Mm-hmm. We sold him for more than that. That's pretty much more than what City sold Lavia for. But that's a whole different conversation. Mm-hmm. So we are pleased with that. It was time to move him on. And I'm glad that we're moving more players on who mm-hmm. are just not good enough to be here. So and I think Alanga will do well there as well. Because mm-hmm. I think he is a Premier League level player, just not at the highest level. But I think he'll do fine there. 110%. And he's at the age where he could improve. It's not like he's the finished article. What's going on? Did you mention Dean Henderson or someone in the chat mentioned? Dean that? Henderson, there's talking about loan uh-huh. deals, but do we do we want a loan deal or do you want the, the, the pussy to go, bro? He's a pussy, bro. You remember last season, bro, in that interview? Uh, if Ten Hag saw me train, you would have asked me to stay. The, the yeah, arrogance. The, what the hell? You're alone and you're talking like that. You're alone from your parents' club and you're dissing your parents' club, your parent club like that. The audacity as well. You know? I do remember saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. remember. Exactly. So, and what happened to him during the season? He got injured and he got benched by... Yeah, Navas. Navas. So, please, man. Mm -hmm. I don't like players with attitude Mm -hmm. like that. And if if that was Paul Pogba talking like that, Mm -hmm. what would they say? Oh, look at the attitude on him. It stinks. He's so rude and etc. Martial, his attitude problems. It stinks. He can't be talking like that against the club, you know. He's on loan and he's talking about that his parents' club. But it's for him, Dean Anderson, it's all fine, isn't it? It's fine. It's not fine, man. I don't like players with attitude like that. And then they think they're good when they're actually not good. Yeah. I hope they sell him, man. I can't be, can't believe that. that yeah, it's not a loan thing. I think we do well. need, we, we need to, to indeed sell him. him. We've already loaned him out, like just coming by him type of thing. But I don't think that because there was talks of a bid, but then mm-hmm. there was mm-hmm. no bid made. But I know there was talk. Let us know in the chat in regards to Henderson mm-hmm. people. 
if there was a if there was a bid or not. Like, let us know, people. Let's see what else you lost. Have we sold Bay yet? No, Bay's still here, but we have moved on Tellers as well. So we're moving on players, which is good. We just need to move on more. Like I said, uh, Lang is gone. De Gea has left. There's talks of Maguire leaving, McTominay leaving, Fred leaving, Donny van der Beek leaving, mm-hmm. Martial to Saudi Arabia. That's there as well. So all the players yeah. who we want gone pretty much, I'm trying to think if there's anyone we're missing, have been either have either left, a bid has been made for them, or they're being linked away, which is good. Yeah, last I saw, we were in talks at Forest about Henderson going on a permanent. That was with mm-hmm. the Alanga news. For that sure. was from Emma. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. So. Oh, on, hopefully we can get a decent fee for him. Yeah, Thank you, Ed. Twenty million at least. Yeah, brothers are willing to play twenty million, but the club was holding out for closer to fair. Take that twenty million. But do you, do you know what holds us back, flawless? Is the fact oh. that my man's on one hundred and twenty k. Right, have to pay, bro. I can't believe that man. I don't Second know how many years he's got left of his deal, but if mm-hmm. just pay him off. If that's mm-hmm. the case, if that is indeed a stumbling block, pay him off. The same way I said about Maguire, if his wages was a stumbling block, pay him yeah. off. The report yeah. said it was 10 yeah. million. Pay him the 10 million mm-hmm. and get the 20 M's from or 15 million or 10 or use the 10 million West Ham pay us in the transfer fee to give it to him. Just get him gone. <laughs> Even if it's five and we pay him five, like holding on to these players who are not good enough, move them on, <laughs> clear up a, a place in the squad and get them off the wage box. Get him off the wage bill, sorry. That's mm-hmm. what we need to do. Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought Ten Hag could do such a clear out? Big up to him. He's really driving us in the right direction. Hope Qatari's come ASAP. He is, but people was complaining in the first week of July that we hadn't cleared out five, six, seven players. Mm-hmm. We're not as fortunate as Chelsea that Qatari pl- that Qatari clubs didn't come in and take all of our deadwood. Mm-hmm. Like that's just not on us. But you can see we are trying to move players on. Like I said, everybody has been linked with a move away. And I think we'll move more. Right? Alanga's gone. De Gea's gone. Mm-hmm. McTominay could leave, like I said. Maguire could leave. Tellers is also gone. Bailly could leave. Donny van der Beek could leave. Fred has been subject to a bid. Martial has gone quiet in regards to the Saudi Arabian club he was in for him, but him mm-hmm. as well. How many players did I just name there? Eight, nine players. Yeah. Now, this is good. And it's probably more we forgot. There's probably more that we've forgotten in regards to moving them on. And we're also bringing players in. Brought in Mount, brought in Onana, Hoyland we're linked with, Amrabat linked with another centre-back as well. That's five. That's good. We need to improve even more so, though. Go get another strike. Go get another midfielder, which we do indeed need, because we're light in both those areas, in my opinion. Uh, we're going to take these hits on sales to begin with and slowly we're able to sell yeah. for more, especially mm-hmm. when the ones we sold succeed elsewhere. Yeah, we have to take the hit because when people say, oh, Manchester United sell bad, it's because the players haven't been successful here. Yeah. That's yeah. why. We've yeah. bought players for big money or even if it's not big money, they haven't been successful here so your value decreases. That's how things work because if players came here and succeed, their value increases. So, for example, if we sign Hoyland for $70 million, and Hoyland for four or five years is absolutely on fire and improves immensely. Guess what will happen if we try and sell him for four or five years? We're going to get more mm-hmm. than the 70 million. It's going to be 120 million, 130 million, 140, 150. However, on the flip side, if we sign him and he does fail and we sell him in three, four years, guess what? You're going to get less than 70 million for him. You're going to get 40, you're going to get 50. That's how it's looking with Harry Maguire. We paid 84. But mm-hmm. if we sell him right now, we're not going to get more than that for him. We're getting nowhere near that. If we were to sell Sancho, for example, because he's not performed well while he's been mm-hmm. here, we're not getting that money back. 
What and what makes it difficult is the wages that give the stumbling wages, block as well. Yeah, that's us. That's on us. That's just mm-hmm. bad business. Bro. That's just saying. You know what? We we if they can't even afford the wages, you're gonna have to reduce the transfer value of that player at the end of the day to make sure that they get they have enough to be even afford these wages. And that's what that's the biggest stumbling block for Manchester United players is that everyone's on a high wage. You know, as just mentioned before, our second choice goalkeeper, yeah, is on 120k. He wasn't with us last season. That makes it difficult to get rid of yeah, him. That's crazy. He's probably on more him. money than Allison at Liverpool, for example. That's crazy that mm-hmm. he's on that much money. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? What did he do to, to, to deserve it? Yeah, like no one was like beating down the door to get Henderson. Where it's like, right, we need to big pay him big money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like, to, just, just, it's a bad business. Yeah, just to keep him. Yeah, bad business. Keep him. Mm-hmm. It's bad business. 50k and here you go. All right, leave elsewhere. Because our number one goalkeeper, where is he now? With no club. He's got no club. The guy that people were like, why are we selling him? We need to, he's a club legend. The, <laughs> the market determines your worth, people. Why uh... has he got no club? Because he is not good enough anymore. And the market determines that. Because if we let Casemiro go on a free today, multiple clubs are in for him all across Europe. Same with the Martinez. Same with the Varane. Same with the Rashford. This team, Alanga just got sold. Alanga found a club. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, like people do this, the same with Cristiano Ronaldo when I was being criticised for criticising him. Oh, we need him to do the goals. And why is he in Saudi Arabia? Mm-hmm. There's no offers from Europe. Mm-hmm. No offers in Europe. You know what I'm saying? He had to go there. That's why De Gea is now currently unemployed with no football club. And will someone sign him? Yes. Somebody will sign him. But this tells you all you need to know. People are not beating down the door for the hair. We had him on 300k a week or whatever it was. So say salute again to Ten Hag. Um, you lot get your final few questions in. We're going to close out in the next five to ten minutes or so. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Don't forget to listen to us on... Well, don't forget to check us out on all audio platforms if you prefer to listen to podcasts that way, which is much more than a YouTube and Twitch channel people. Well, shows, I should say. Much more than YouTube shows, Twitch shows. All the shows on the YouTube channel and the Twitch, apart from fan calling shows and watch-alongs, are available on audio-only platforms, people. So SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, type in Sarcasm City TV and this show will pop up. So SoundCloud, hit us with a follow, leave a comment. Same on the Spotify, hit us with a follow. Make sure you five-star us, please. iTunes, the same. Leave us a review and five-star us as well. And subscribe to Ivorian's channel. Link is in the title. But final few questions in. Please keep them Manchester United related. Ivorian, anything else you want to add that we've not spoken about? Um, of course, we're still hearing this news of Amrabat. Um, Sophie and Amrabat were wondering right. what's happening. You know, people still quoting that Manchester United or... I've prepared an offer. There's been an agreement with terms and all that kind of stuff. And this is not coming from um, the big, the big tier one journalists. This is coming from uh, Twitter feeds and all that kind of stuff. And from from according to the tier one journalists or tier two, which what you want to call him, Fabrizio Romano these days, that likes to repeat himself. It seems to me that Manchester United need to secure the striker first, according to him, and then go in for that midfielder. What's your thoughts on that? Do you? Because I feel like it makes sense for Manchester United to get the striker in first because that's what we need. And that's, that's what our priority. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. That's all the reports have said that it is a striker and then we'll prioritize after that. Well, well, mm-hmm. I'm about to priority and then mm-hmm. dependent on sales, but they're talking 30 amps. So mm-hmm. that's a couple of plates. 
Mm-hmm. What do we get for Alanga? Let's say that's 15 million. That's half that money right there. Tell us. Yeah. Four million, was he? Five million? Close to 10 million, apparently, from was what I'm close hearing. To 10? All right, close so that's what so we're saying. So that's Another like 20, 20 million. That's, that's the money for Amrabat done that's there. That's literally the money yeah. for Amrabat there. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. that's how... That's a that's an easy deal to be made. It's one that makes sense. It's a cheap price. Someone who's experienced, someone who's quality as well. And when it fits what we're trying to do, good on the ball, good off the ball, game in. And he's the, another profile we don't have. Like he's someone who can replace Casemiro and do Casemiro's job when he's not there. And he can also play alongside Casemiro when he want when we want to be more defensively solid as well. Where do you stand on it? Are you just saying game in? Game in, man. Game in because we need a we need a backup defensive midfielder to deputize um Casemiro as well and also step in, not even deputize, play ahead of him as well at times where he can rest as well. And yeah, we need that balance at the end of the day. So yeah, get him in as quick as possible. Then it allows us to start the ball rolling on getting rid of someone like Fred and and, and McTominay. You know, since we've got Amrabat in, we no longer need you. You guys can go because Again, I, f- I feel like the Fred situation will be dealt, dealt with. I, f- I feel like this by the end of this week, we probably would have sold Fred because he hasn't been involved in, in, in the games. You know, they expect him to be leaving. Mm-hmm. Fulham are interested. I don't know if there's a club in Saudi that's interested. I would have preferred a club in Saudi that's interested to offer him a, a stupid amount of money to us, maybe a 20, 30 million or 40 million, you know, mm-hmm. see what we can do there. But we'll see what happens, man. But yeah, you know, one thing I have to say is that if I had to sell someone, I'd rather sell McTominay first. Because I feel like I still feel that Fred can add has something to add to our team. But get Buddha both. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's time, man. Fred, mm-hmm. someone said that earlier on the chat. Oh, don't let's mm-hmm. keep he's not good enough, man. Let's move. Yeah, on. I know, I know. If I had a choice, my preference Fact. is yeah, if I had a choice, first. if that's the choice, we fucked. That's the if mm-hmm. that's the case. Yeah, that's, that's, the that's, case. that's what that is. If it's a choice between those two, move them both on. Both not good enough, time. I'm tired of all these players. Mm-hmm. Let's move them all on. And I'm glad Ten Hag seems to be going in that direction. We're mm-hmm. away from McTominay and Fred. Fred he seems to be on his way out. The verbal offer from West Ham for McTominay as well, even though they're in for Conor Gallagher. Let's hope they come in for McTominay. Donny van der Beek, cool. He can go too. We need a complete reset. Let's blow it up and start again. Martial, mm-hmm. gone. Tellers mm-hmm. is already mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. Baye needs to go. Brandon mm-hmm. Williams needs to go. Maguire needs to go. List goes on, people. Alang is gone. Henderson on your bike. The hay has already left. Like it's time, people. It's time. That's what it is. And to Samuel, who says, you know, that Japanese goalkeeper has turned us down. Don't know if that's true. Samuel Sauce. When you say those type of things here, you need to let us know the sauce. Where did you hear that from? That <laughs> people. Like, what is the sauce on that? That's what we need. Yes. Sauce. Right. But yeah, I think that's it. Anything else? I think we've covered it. No, but again, flawless before we even disappear. And we've covered everything else outside of football. The biggest week has come. July 29th, Errol Spence versus Crawford. Oh, big gosh. fight. Big, big fight. You know me? I've been looking forward to this fight ever since it's been made, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah, week yeah. I'm watching video. Every day I'm watching videos on YouTube, watching the show time and getting myself ready. I'm even re-watching fights. I'm watching oh. the guys that they've knocked out, like Amir Khan, going, speaking about it as well. About who will win, win, winner, but I want to hear your thoughts on it as well, man. Who do you think I'll, will win I'll that dis- fight? I'll, I'll discuss it in more detail, people, because the boxing show is back. So big I fights, know, big, I know, I know. big fights, I know. big nights only podcast, people. That's over on the Twitch. Are you, you doing do a watch along? 
No, there won't be a watch along for it because I'm too out, late. so there won't be a watch along. Mm-hmm. But I want to do not even too late. It's like I'm legit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm legit out. Otherwise, I probably would. So we we'll do mm-hmm. previews on Fridays, people. Previews on Fridays, one thirty a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, one thirty UK time that is, and then you'll get recaps either the Saturday nights or the Sunday night, people. So that's what it is. Obviously, because I'm out Saturday night, you won't get the recap for this one Saturday night, Sunday, but it's Sunday night, and this will be on the Twitch. So keep an eye out. Obviously, follow across all the socials because anytime we go live on the YouTube or the Twitch, I'll always post it out. And when we go live on the Twitch, I'll drop it on the the community page on here on the YouTube as well. Just quickly to run through it, because I'm going to discuss this on Friday, people. Mm-hmm. So there will mm-hmm. be. It's already on the playlist. I mean, playlist already on the schedule on the Twitch. Um, I favor Terence Crawford just because he can switch to Southpaw. This is two absolute mm-hmm. elite mm-hmm. fighters. This is mm-hmm. two pound for pound greats. This is two of the best fighters of their generation, two certified Hall of Famers, both mm-hmm. undefeated, both in their prime. Both can box extremely well. Both have incredible boxing IQ. Both can scrap. Both can KO. Both set traps for each other. Both defensively sound. So the mm-hmm. only difference is, and why I favor Terence Crawford slightly, is his ability mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. southpaw because he mm-hmm. can. It's just a different look. But if he was an orthodox fighter solely, mm-hmm. I'd be like, I don't know, because I've flipped so much on this in regards to who I think is going to win between the two of them. Whether it's going to be Crawford, whether it's mm-hmm. going to be Spence, I just know it's going to be an absolute elite fight. It's going to be absolutely. It's going. It's going down but to the wire. I got Crawford. I got Crawford winning. Yes. I don't ask me how though. I I can see all four results. I can see Crawford mm-hmm. winning by stoppage. I can see him mm-hmm. winning on points. I could see mm-hmm. Spence winning by stoppage. Stoppage. I can see Spence winning on points. There's very rare you get a fight of this magnitude and all four outcomes are genuine possibilities. Normally it's like he's going to win by KO or he's going to win on points. This is straight 50-50 to me. What are you saying? Boy, it's a 50-50 fight, you know. Big, 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 big players in the game in their division as well. But the one thing that I do favor Crawford based on the style, the based on the fact that he can switch to Southport to on to Orthodox as well, and just that his defense is just immaculate, man. And it he reminds me of a Mayweather, Mayweather where it's hard to touch him as well. It is hard to get his face. And, and one thing I have to say is that the fact that he can dissect you, read your game. And then start working it out, you know. It make, makes makes you look like a dickhead as well at times, you know. And, and and one thing I've seen with Spence is that I've seen Spence on the rope in 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 fights as well. Kel Brooks as well, kind of talking to the wire um, as well. Um, so I can see that. And and one thing I've seen is that um, I don't think Spence has fought someone like Crawford where it will be hard to touch him, you know. A lot of love the body work that Spence does as well, but Crawford, he'll read the game. He'll read you well. It's just like Pac-Man versus Mayweather, you know, good on the body as well. Pac-Man, good working on the body, outside, inside. But Terence is a fight that he's never fought with the highly intelligent, the level of IQ on him, you know. It takes a lot for you to break down a fighter, round by round as well. And I see it going through the wire. If it was if it was within a short distance, maybe I can tell you that Spence will win because you'll come out explosive. Terence Bud Crawford, Bud Crawford takes his time, you know, he comes out slow, works you out, and when he gets to the fifth or sixth round, you don't know where you are anymore. You're mm-hmm. losing every single point as well. And just in the next week, you know, you'll be punching the ground like my man did when he got knocked out three or four times and never been knocked down about, before. Yeah, yeah, about Sean Paul. 
Yeah, but Sean Porter, you know, you saw that. You saw Sean Porter punch in the fist, punch the guy like, I've never been like this. You know? What the, who is this guy? But yeah, man, my, I see I see Crawford becoming undisputed. The first undisputed um, in World of Weight for a very long time. Obviously, obviously you guys know. And Terrence Bud Crawford was yeah, the first undisputed. He was the first in super lightweight in his division for a good 35 years. We've never had that, mm-hmm. you know, since we, because obviously we've seen our heavyweights, they're punking out, they're dodging, they're ducking and diving, you know, to have the big fight, the undisputed fight, but not these guys. That's why I salute them as well, because you know, your life's on the line in this fight, your reputation's on the line as well, and if you've got kids as well, their reputation's on the line at school as well, so it, it's a lot. And then again, undefeated fighters as well, both undefeated, and that undefeated record is on the line. And they're going to suffer their first defeat in their career. And it's about who can bounce back, man. But yeah, man. Yeah. Bud all the way, man. Bud first, all the way. All right, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. But yeah, make sure you keep an eye out on the Twitch for that. Like I said, the Big Fights, Big Nights Only podcast, people, which is the boxing podcast on the Sarcasm, a part of the Sarcasm City TV uh, mm-hmm. network by Ivorian. Let them know where they can find you, what you've got coming up, all that good stuff. Yeah, guys, of course, make sure you can find me on my YouTube channel, Red United TVs, in the tag as well. Yeah, and as well, someone the title, put people. the links as well. Subscribe, get me to four. I'm, I'm moving up to 4,000 subscribers as well. And if you want to follow me on the socials, um, personally, I've run on the school spice for both Twitter and Instagram. But if you want to follow Red United TV socials, um, Instagram, Red United TV. And then also follow me on Twitch, Red United TV. And it's what it is. I've got, I've got yesterday's show. Watch that as well. If you guys want something to watch after after this stream, you can watch um the, yesterday's news. We had we had the Jesse Uptown as well on on the stream as well in the comments. Okay. So big up for you for tuning in as well. And of course, watch out for the short videos that I release as well. For any big news, I release short videos, breaking news, latest news. So watch out for that. Some release it on a, on a Thursday and sometimes on a Friday on the weekend. So. It's a good reason to subscribe to Red United TV. And of course, if you enjoy my bands, I'm like that on my own channel as well. You know, I am raw and explicit. I'm not for kids as well. I'm like, when you buy my CD, it says parental explicit. That's me. That's what you get. I've ruined spice. It's spicy for a reason. So yeah, man. Big up to everyone as always. It's been one hell of a show today. We've dissected. As always, enjoyable as well. You guys laughed. We've both laughed, you know. And we move on for next week, Tuesday. Hopefully we sign a striker flawless. And of course, we've got an undisputed champion worldweight division. And then let that be the pace for every fighter to say, you know what? Let's make big fights. You know, Because I'm tired of this boxers ducking and diving each other. That's why I watch mm-hmm. UFC because there's no ducking and diving in UFC. Are you from? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and love, yeah. Large up to everyone. Big up to everyone who has tuned in. You lot of our real ones continue to support. We're back 8 to 8 p.m. UK time, people on the Sarcasm City TV Twitch for the fan calling show. So you can call in, talk about whatever sport you want to talk about, whatever team, player, manager, etc. You may want to ask me a question, may want to have a rant about something to get something off your chest. That's absolutely fine. So 8.30 p.m. UK time, people. So just two hours and a half, just under two hours and a half away from now. So two hours and 30 minutes away from the time currently so that's over on the twitch so make sure you download the twitch app for free sign up for free and then the same way you watch and comment on the youtube it's the exact same on the twitch and then following that we're back for the first Manchester united crossover of the week the manchester united liverpool show Manchester united podcast meets the analysis at anfield podcast so i'll be joined by same 
and Ram talking both of those two clubs. We love to everyone that has locked in. Please continue to support. And this has been the Mandem United podcast live on the Sarcasm City TV YouTube. Thank you very much for tuning in.